Do you want me to play the intro music? Oh, yeah, yeah, play the intro music. Okay. <laughs> warm me up here. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Double Cuzzies, where two people who share 25% of their DNA and their entire extended families talk about life. Double cousins. It's like if Gigi and Bella Hadid married Cole and Dylan Sprouse and had mm. kids. Mm. Sprouse? Spruce? I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's Sprouse. Sprouse? Were they Disney Spruce? kids? Sprouse? Yes. Cody and Zach? Sweet, um, was it a sweet life or sweet something life like that? Sweet life with Zach and Cody? That, yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Um, they were <laughs> no, also... No, not Cody and Zach. Zach and Cody. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were also the kid from Big Daddy, right? Oh, yeah. And they were also yeah, yeah. Rachel and Ross's... Oh, Ross's son on Friends. Mm. Ross and Carol's never watched, son. Never watched that show. You're not missing that much. It doesn't... <laughs> friends? No, yeah, Friends. <laughs> It doesn't hold up. <laughs> no. We can talk about that in another episode. But, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, it was it was good for what it was at the time. Yeah, and, for the um, time. I don't. I, think. I don't think I need to rewatch it though. I think I can. It can live in my memory as it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, in that time capsule. But yeah. no, we don't need that in the 2020s. Yeah, the the Sprouse twins are have moved far beyond their time being the little kid on Friends. And, uh, you know, they're off marrying they're off marrying sisters and having double cousins now. And so, yeah, yeah. we're that's where we are now, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why I picked that example, at least half of that example anyways. Yeah. Well, I think one of the Sprouse bros, does he model? Or I've, he, I've seen him I think in so. stuff. He's, yeah. They're very... Uh, they have varied backgrounds. One of them was in a movie where he was like speaking Mandarin or something too. What? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He played an Asian character. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he went full uh, like Scarlett Johansson, but actually speaking Mandarin. <laughs> but you know what? If he wants to speak Mandarin, like okay, like that, I'll respect that. Yeah. You know, that's more than I yeah. can do. So <laughs> he's more Chinese <laughs> than I am at this point. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, this week we're talking about fashion. Fashion. Yeah. Fashion. Fashion, as they say. As they say somewhere. As they as, say. As they say. <laughs> fashion. <laughs> yeah, so probably going to be a little bit of a, hopefully going to be a little bit of a frivolous, fun episode this time. So I think we're going to talk this week about, you know, what our outfits were like as kids what our fashion sense was like then. Uh, fashion sense, we'll use that term loosely, I guess. But then again, you know, upon reflection, I'm like, I look damn cute. So trying to embody some of that now as an adult. So we'll talk about uh, what we were like as kids, what we looked like as kids, and then I guess how that has shaped us into the fashionistas that we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, I, Kaylee, I don't know if I'd call myself a fashionista now. I'm but... uh, I'm proudly a maxinista, not a fashionista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Kaylee, what were what were your fits like as a kid? Not your tantrums, your outfits. Oh my my fits. <laughs> I know what both of them were like as a kid, though. <laughs> they were crazy. They were both crazy. <laughs> my fashion fits as a kid. Well, I feel like both of us were 90s kids. Hell yeah. And our fashion was very, very reflective of that. I think one of the funny slash cool things about us as kids is both of our our mothers sewed. Mm-hmm. Did your mom sew? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of uh, homemade um, kind of Laura Ashley inspired outfits. Yes. Mommy and me outfits, too. Mommy and when me, yeah. A lot of... Uh, uh, eighty or nineties floral, beautiful florals. So definitely very nineties kid. Um, but I feel like you know when you're little, you don't really choose. That's kind of just thrust upon you. Or I didn't really remember having a specific like conscious style when I was little. You weren't like um, in the morning. You were like, I am going to wear this particular print of bike shorts and this particular <laughs> oversized hypercolor shirt <laughs> parachute pants <laughs> parachute, parachute pants 
No, it was so, more like you have out of this closet of parachute pants, you have these to select from. Yeah, right. But you're still within the confines of parachute pants. Though. Yeah. It was oh, a great yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. I mean, we look at pictures now and it's like, where is that jacket? Where are mm. those pants? Like, I want to mm-hmm. wear them now. I feel like, um, yeah, super cute style when we're in little. Um, mm-hmm. We can do like stage by stage of life. But I would say like what from ages like one through six or seven. Maybe that's just because before I remember anything in my life. Mm-hmm. It was You're just, just like, remembering it from pictures then. Yeah. 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 Cute 80s kids clothes. Yeah. A lot of parachute pants, florals, um, weird graphic tees. Yeah. Super cute. Did you wear um, a lot of hand-me-downs? At that age, I think I did. I mean, I think we had things that circulated within the family. Yeah. Um, Probably heavier on hand-me-downs in like elementary school. Um, I remember getting some of your clothes as hand-me-downs at that age, and I'd always be really excited about that because I thought you were like... Because we had a lot of boy cousins, yeah. and like, I was a, I, thought... I was a fashion icon for you back then. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were more like tomboyish, and so I feel like that was a nice entry into like just like casual clothes for me. Yeah, yeah you were my fashion icon. All right, hell yeah! I was a trendsetter early on for this like unisex, gender neutral, aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, genderless aesthetic. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, the hand-me-downs, because we have two older brothers and then two older male cousins, all Mm -hmm. of the hand-me-downs that reached me were, I think, pretty much all boys, all boy-centric hand-me-downs. And maybe I was a little bit of that filter (laughs) of like, Mm. okay, these ones are just like, I will wear these. And then sometimes, though, I think it was definitely like, this is still not something that I would want to wear, regardless Mm -hmm. of like whether it's a gender thing or not. Um, And then hopefully also some clothes of my choosing, too, that -hmm. were not just hand-me-downs. Um, but we should talk a little bit about hand-me-downs <laughs> yeah, maybe later on in the conversation too because I, I am now understanding how that process plays out with my mm. own kids. Oh yeah, with your own kids, yeah. Yes, yes. The fashion that you choose and the fashion that you inherit. <laughs> and mm. so it's uh, we're all just combinations of that, I guess. And, <laughs> the yeah. fashion that you choose and the fashion that is forced upon you. <laughs> yes, Give the outfits you. That, you're, that you're literally shoved into <laughs> because you have no choice. Yeah, but uh, I totally remember, like, being physically uncomfortable in some of those outfits, too, like the very frilly mm-hmm. dresses. But uh, w- when I look back at pictures, though, I was like, damn, so cute. I get mm-hmm. it. I get why. And so then mm-hmm. I'm immediately like, I'm going to put my kid in really uncomfortable, cute outfits. You're like, I'm going to do the exact <laughs> same thing. Yes, I'm going to do it because it's worth it. The pictures are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but what were some of your influences or like, I guess, when do you think you started choosing your own clothes? I think I started in a really uh, practical way. I mean, I think I started choosing a way or kind of like a, a mode of dressing when I was in probably middle or early elementary school. And for the most part, I feel like that was very lazy. Like it was super practical. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I a lot of times I would just wear like the t-shirt I wanted to wear the next day to sleep so I could just oh my wake God, I was up just say, yes. in it. Yes. <laughs> me too. Yes. Oh my God. I thought it was just me. <laughs> yeah. So just like a simple, just like a t-shirt and shorts, like nothing particularly trendy, like a lot of Disney tees, a lot of like Disney graphic tees, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are a few that I remember um, in particular. But yeah, super lazy. I, so that's not really caring about fashion, but I guess just um, the notion of getting yourself dressed. And I, I hated morning. Yeah. So I remember like I'd be wearing the shirt and I remember my mom would try to wake me up and she would just like force me into a pair of pants or shorts like while I was still in bed. And then I'd like brush my teeth and go to school. So yep. not necessarily like that's when style became important to me. But, you know, that was a choice. when was it for you um you know I think it was similar experience to you where I'm definitely not a morning person I never was really really as a kid I was not either and so it was like how much how little time can I spend getting ready in the morning so that I can have more time to sleep so it was Mm -hmm. like okay well I can get ready in 10 minutes and so 
but that includes getting dressed. So if I dress mm-hmm. before, then it's five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and so, so I can sleep right up until I need to be out the door, basically. Um, and, and so it was definitely about practicality. And it was a lot about comfort. Uh, at, I, th- I would say probably through up until high school, maybe. Mm. And then, Mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, there was definitely some fashion influence as far as like what my friends were wearing, like in middle Mm -hmm. school, um, it was very much that limited to Delia's Mm. type of aesthetic. Um, but I think it was, and I'm sure we were all going through it at the time too, because a lot of my friends also had like older brothers, um, where you're kind of trying to figure out what do I actually want to wear? What do I actually like? And what? Do I care that it what it looks like on me? I guess, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. when you're wearing these like oversized cargo shorts, essentially, it's literally just about function. <laughs> so, yeah. and so I think it was maybe not until like high school, and maybe when I started interacting more or socializing or being more interested in potentially dating or trying mm. to attract anybody. I guess, and so so I think it's kind of interesting when I think about like my views on fashion at that time were probably very guided externally, not really mm-hmm. by what I thought I wanted to wear or what I would think would look good, but kind of like what were the trends at that time, you know, very trendy. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't really until uh, my my current stage of life where I've really embraced <laughs> my fashion sense, which is basically reverted back to when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so I realized like, that it's like, I like mean... wearing those things. I actually yeah, like wearing the things that, that I was wearing. fashion sense that works for you. Yeah, like I liked yeah. wearing those things. It wasn't that mm-hmm. it was just because it was hand-me-downs. It wasn't just, be, you know, it wasn't like my parents aren't letting me wear what I want to wear. I could wear whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe I was just very influenced by like externally what, what was happening, like trends-wise. Yeah. So. And I think that, I mean, someone could go through life and kind of, you know, still a lot of people do go through life and they're constantly informed by trends or doing it for other people or because they think they should look a certain way. And I think it does take some time to become comfortable with your surroundings and just at a Mm -hmm. stage in life where you're secure with yourself that you don't need to modify yourself in that way to fit in. Yeah. You know, and I see that definitely happening happening we can get into later but you know through different work atmospheres or societal pressures or just like what your friends are doing so I think that's a very um kind of freeing stage to get to in life yeah definitely um and it's and it's sort of like I guess when you're when you're so young that you have no choice and you where it's Mm -hmm. not even something that you consider then Mm -hmm. you are sort of absolutely free from just like it's just clothes Right. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get to the stage again when you get older where it's like, yeah, this is this is a, a self-expression, but it's it's just close, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and this isn't me as a person. It's, you know, expressive of me as a person, maybe, but it's like it doesn't have anything to do with it. It, yeah. it, it is about like utility in some cases. And it's it's something that I feel like you can be where you can play with, too, you yeah. know, where because I think if you if you stay in the confines of like, oh, I need to dress a certain way because of my job or I need to dress a certain mm. way because of my friends. It's very limiting. You know, it's like every mm. other aspect of your personality or the way that you would express yeah. yourself otherwise. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. uh, the the fashion sense that really resonates with me these days is Asian popo, right? Where it's like Asian auntie and, and grandma, where it is like utility, a mix of patterns and prints. And just like absolute confidence, like I don't care, yeah. I don't care what you the think about me. Is key. Confidence is the is the biggest part of fashion, you know. Like <laughs> people can wear things that you can wear whatever you want if you are confident in it. Then that's all that matters. It's not what you wear; it's how you wear it. Yes, yes. <laughs> clothes. You should wear clothes. Clothes shouldn't wear you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. You know, now that we're talking about it. Like, I do identify that I started becoming conscious about what I was wearing or, like, how I was wearing things in a very lazy way, like, early elementary school. And then I think late elementary school, there was some type of, like, mall and shopping culture that Mm. I became very attracted to. And I Mm -hmm. loved, like, going to the mall with friends. You go to Old Navy, Limited 2. I remember there's a shoe store at the end of the mall distinctly going there and getting a matching pair of sketchers with one of my friends and that was like a very exciting yeah. thing it's so the s it's yeah. s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I think probably like fifth or sixth grade was when I I started realizing that I can make this choice and it can Mm -hmm. be a fun thing I do with friends. Limited 2 was huge, like obsessed with that store. Um, So that was probably the when, you know, I just started being a little more particular or kind of having views or uh, a distinct or personal style and air quotes back then. It wasn't stylish. It was what like every kid was wearing, but you know, it was a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this page off of the Delia's catalog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I'm choosing this page off the Delia's catalog. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the mall culture was a big part of it. I feel Mm -hmm. like because it, it was, it was like, oh man, consumerism at its peak, right? Of like Mm -hmm. the experience of shopping and and going and looking at things in person and trying them on. And and Mm -hmm. so many a movie montage made, you know, (laughs) from that type of experience. And so I I guess how are trends, trends are set now like on TikTok. Is that the way that this works? Probably a lot of social media. Kids do it. Yeah. Like you see. Influencers. Yeah, like you're not seeing like a mannequin in a store. You're seeing like a human mannequin on social media. Yeah. 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 And it might not even be like, oh, I like that outfit, but it's like I want to be like that person, so I will buy mm-hmm. that outfit, which mm-hmm. is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> There's that new documentary that I, that came out on um, Abercrombie. Oh, wait, hot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch what? it? I did not watch it. No. <laughs> so I'll reserve any sort of commentary on it. But yeah, but I think that would be an interesting thing where, yeah, it, they're selling a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, you can never be like this person, but you want to be like this person. And the closest mm-hmm. that you will ever get to it is buying this shirt for yeah. $100. Yeah. <laughs> that's made, you know, that's made in, in yeah. Bangladesh for like $2. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's definitely hyping the lifestyle associated with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. How how would you describe your uh, your sense of fashion now? I feel like my sense of fashion now is it's still pretty it's like a practical mix. Um, I don't feel like I deliberately go out and buy things that are trendy or like fashionable. Um, but it's just like, you know, I, I get what I like and it's pretty simple. It's pretty minimal. I tend to stick to like neutral colors and those are things that I know I can wear for years and years and years. So, Mm -hmm. um, I am trying to get to a point in my life where I should or want to invest in better quality clothes. that will last longer. Um, which I do sometimes, but also like I succumb to Uniqlo quite often, (laughs) which quality is it? Not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would call it just like, minimal neutral and kind of timeless which I mean I think in some respects like the colors that I wear can be seen as kind of trendy or on trend um but I know those things are items that I will wear for not just a season but you know it's just a black shirt or like a cream colored shirt or outfit and I can wear that for three or four years so yeah do you ever look at your clothes and you're like, "Whoa, I have a lot of things of this one color." <laughs> yeah. It's like yep. maybe need to diversify a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When I'm I'm filling that card online, I'm like, "Oh, that looks like a lot of things I already have, but you but know, I like them. <laughs> I like them. I know what yeah. I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I know. Feel... I look good in a mustard yellow. I'm yeah. I'm gonna get everything yeah. mustard yellow. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. And then I feel like sometimes I'll try to drop something in that's a little more like frilly or feminine and Mm -hmm. I have a few things in my closet that are and some of them like I like like they're comfortable to me but it's just like that's it doesn't feel like necessarily me (laughs) yeah yeah it feels like playing dress up a little bit which is also nice which is fun sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you know I just do it for myself (laughs) yes Literally, because you just you don't even leave your house. You're just no, in your house. no. It's like just to to put that on once and have that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then return it. <laughs> Keep the tags on. I know, right? Just in case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fast. How fashion. would you describe your your fashion sense nowadays? Mm, nowadays, I think it's really different than 
than like earlier, I would say earlier in my career. I'll, I'll say it that way because I think that a mm-hmm. lot of like my clothes were kind of dictated to like I had a work wardrobe and then I had a personal mm-hmm. wardrobe. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I moved into tech, it was like it all just became one wardrobe. Uh, and so then it was kind of like what clothes would I actually it, want to wear outside of work? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was like, oh, not there's not a lot. <laughs> and so it was kind mm-hmm. of like rebuilding what I actually wanted to, what were more interesting or like interesting to me, I guess, casual clothes. Um, mm. And I, I made it a point of like I gave away all of my business casual, business professional clothes a long time ago because I'm like, I'm never going to work in a job again. Uh, Mm -hmm. where I am expected to dress like that. You know, I love getting dressed up for like weddings or big events and stuff because it is, it's like, it's a show, right? It's like Mm -hmm. getting dolled up. It's very specific to that event. Um, It's also the same thing where it's like, I don't wear makeup normally. Mm -hmm. And so I treat all of that as sort of like costume, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but then day to day though, it's all about comfort, especially because Mm -hmm. I have two kids that I'm chasing around. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it's a lot of like soft pants, soft clothes, (laughs) It, but I think it's it's like reverting back to what I was like as a kid because I had so many brightly colored things. You know, I mm. love bright colors. Um, I think my kids look great in bright colors, so I put them in bright colors. I just think that they're fun. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's like I still dress very much like that. I probably dress on the more colorful side. And uh, I think that I'm that's probably how I'm known too. Like people who mm. like people I work with anyways, like they they know that I dress sort of, very sporty uh, and mm-hmm. comfortable, and then bright also. Mm-hmm. Sporty, bright, and comfortable. That is my <laughs> style in a nutshell. Three words to describe yes. your style. Yeah, that's what we yeah. should have uh, done the prompt as. Oh, what are three words to describe your style, Kalia? <laughs> One word for mine would just be Uniqlo. <laughs> Uniqlo. Yeah, mine would be simple, minimal. Uniqlo. Uniqlo. <laughs> that's the commercial. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Three word yes, commercial. Everything. Everything Uniqlo. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a commercial break? Yeah. Sure. Hey guys, it's almost May, and you know what that means. It's time to start thinking about a gift for that special lady in your life. For this Mother's Day, get her something delicious. At Oedipus Arrangements, we've got the perfect edible meat bouquets for you and your special lady. Splurge with our Mount Olympus package that comes with a grass-fed goat rose bouquet, a family-sized bucket of donkey sauce, and a jug of ambrosia. Truly the food of the gods. Or, if you're on a tight budget, then our Surf and Turf special is the one for you, with a single donkey carnation and a purse-sized squeeze bottle of goat sauce. So whether that special person in your life is your wife, your friend, your kid's teacher, that one coworker, or that special lady who you married when you became the king of Thebes and had four kids with only to discover she's actually also your birth mother who abandoned you as an infant to avoid this terrible prophecy that has now been fulfilled. You know who I'm talking about. With prices so competitive, you'll go blind with savings. Enter the promo code DUBCUS at checkout to receive a piping hot cup of beef stew autographed by Sir Guy Fieri, with your first purchase. Maybe I'm overestimating people's uh, familiarity with the Oedipus myth. (laughs) Yeah, I... You you say it up front, though, so I mean, if people are familiar with that, then... Yeah, and if they're not familiar with it, then they will not understand it at all. This is a very inside. (laughs) Then they will... (laughs) Yes, it's a very, very inside joke. <laughs> yes. Um, then they will Google it. And, uh, and then they'll get it. And then they'll learn. And they will, yeah, they will have learned something from this podcast. They'll learn what an, edi- the... what an Oedipal complex is. Um, let's see. When did we start picking our own clothes, influences? Um, you know, I've said it. I've said it in other episodes, I think, but what you're just talking about I really think that the Pandino <laughs> forced us into realizing our true selves in terms of style and the way, like the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you carry yourself. Because when you're not surrounded by pressures of an office mm-hmm. culture, 
and you're working from home, you know, some people might choose to still dress up because they feel like they need to do that to work. But, you know, on the other side of the spectrum, for me, it was more comfortable soft clothes because that's what I was comfortable in at home. So I feel like true colors really showed. Um, But, you know, there were stages in my life where I would paint my nails or wear certain makeup because the other girls that I worked around were doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I, I don't want to keep up with that shit. Like, I don't need to paint the dead skin on my body to make a fashion statement. <laughs> so. Isn't it all so weird when you think about it? Is it is all weird. Yeah. It's like when you watch, like, uh, Hunger Games or you read Hunger Games, you know, and they talk about, mm-hmm. like, all of the pageantry and everything and painting themselves and their hair and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a commentary, though, on, like, what we actually do. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, but I mean, it's you like were ju- go ahead. Jewelry as a woman, and it's just like yeah. I am treating myself like a Christmas tree. Yes, I am adorning <laughs> myself in pretty baubles. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's odd. So then it is kind of like because it's so odd. If you're doing it for anybody but yourself, then it's kind of like what's the point? But mm-hmm. then it also is if you're doing it strictly for yourself, so much freedom because mm-hmm. you can do whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. At least in my mind, anyways, and that's how I'm raising my kids. <laughs> they can pretty much yeah. do whatever they want. You know, and I think as a woman, if you if you are doing it for somebody else, it's not men mm-hmm. because men don't notice. No, they don't. Those things. No. So I think it's more so for other women and how you appear to, you know, your contemporaries Definitely. or other women. So. Yeah, and I mean, I think like when I think about my interaction with fashion my interfashion over the years (laughs) that like so much of it and also I feel like a lot of my female friendships growing up not all of them because I still have some really really good girlfriends and I've made a lot of girlfriends as an adult but I think so much of it was influenced by internalized misogyny of thinking Mm -hmm. about like what I needed to look like like you were saying though not through the male gaze because they don't notice you know it's like like, what you think yeah that yeah somewhat. and kind of the same thing of like with hair and makeup and clothes it's all it's all fashion and thinking that I needed to have long hair or thinking that I needed to wear makeup at all mm-hmm. and uh and so I think that kind of getting out of that influence and getting back to like well yeah when I was wearing my brother's hand-me-downs and I didn't care at all if people mistook me for a boy because why does that matter you know (laughs) and so I I think that it's it's like it is very freeing but it's it's interesting to look back at pictures and it's like looking at pictures and it's like well did I choose to wear that for myself and even if I chose that did I really choose that is that something that Mm. because then you see your expression too and a lot of times I'm like "Mm, I don't look comfortable in these pictures Mm. you know (laughs) so so yeah but I mean your experience because you did model for a long time, like I feel mm-hmm. like in, in very formative years, and you were in the fashion industry for a while. Like, how do you think that influenced you and in how you perceive fashion now? What sort of ramifications did it have on your psyche? Mm-hmm. I feel like when I was modeling, I was paying more attention to like, you know, fashion media and fashion shows and what was coming out, like hyper aware of the clothing and the models. And I think. At that time, I I believed more so in the possibility of how you dress being an outward expression of yourself. And and I guess the belief in that and also the importance of Mm, that, which mm -hmm. I I don't really value as much anymore just because it seems a little frivolous. So Mm -hmm. um, I think I was just kind of more invested in it in, in different ways, just kind of the influence of it. I still do think it is interesting to evaluate and sometimes interesting to look at what's coming out but also it's just like why (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in a place where what I do or my personality that just doesn't match who I am right Mm -hmm. now but when you are surrounded by it and kind of that environmental thing when people think it's important around you and they're emulating that then I did kind of pick up on that and it was interesting at the time um I don't think that was necessarily good for me Mm -hmm. at that age because it's such a you know when you look at designer fashion it's so unattainable yeah no it's like the clothes on on the runways that's not even available in stores 
Um, but there are little different pieces that you can, you can get a handbag or the perfume and feel like you have a part of that. So when I look back at it, it's just kind of like this form of really like classist capitalism yeah. that people can get sucked into, but also there's these little things that can be approachable. So it's weird to reflect on. I mean, it was interesting to me at that point in my life. Um, and I guess a little, it wasn't like the most important thing, but more important than it is right now, mm -hmm. because right now I've just found something that's easy and that works for me. Um, but yeah, I was definitely more aware of those things when I was modeling. Um, but I'm glad I, I'm not in that headspace anymore because I don't think it's it's necessarily uh, healthy or important to me at this stage of life. So, yeah. what uh, what fashion trends that are happening now do you actually really like, if any? Hmm. Hmm. I like some of the '90s inspired yeah. stuff that's coming back. It's funny because it's like young kids that are wearing it though, so it's like mm -hmm. they maybe they have that context, but it's like they didn't experience that when they were in elementary school. Yeah, it's new, um, it's new to them, and it's like throwback for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I think so, is what fashion is, right? It's just yeah. it's cyclical. It so. just, yeah, it's going to come around again. So I've been wearing my vintage Jinko jeans again. And <laughs> oh, man. I mean, isn't this just a lesson of like we had a, a, the episode save about everything. hoarding? Yeah, save everything. <laughs> save everything. <laughs> yeah. It will no, come back I, in style. I don't know how long that's going to last. I, I don't like the um, small sunglasses part mm. of that style because I don't <laughs> think that really looks great on anybody. But I do like some of the fits and, and kind of it's a throwback to what I grew up seeing when I was uh, becoming more aware of ways clothes can be at that age. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't mind most of that. Um you know, I for a long time I thought I bucket hats were just for German men bucket and babies. Hats. <laughs> <laughs> but I got one and they're very functional. And <laughs> yes, skin protection. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sun protection, light protection. Um so that's one I've I've turned myself around on lately. What about you? Mm, I really like how gender fluid clothes are becoming. Mhm. Mm and especially like for kids too, mm. like, you know, not even having like a boy section or a girl section where it's just like, these are just clothes. They're just clothes mm -hmm. for children. And it's the same thing for adults of like, it's not a boyfriend cut shirt or a boyfriend jeans. It's like, are they, are they boyfriend jeans because they have pockets that will actually fit something? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, I, I, and I like that, um, well, I'm not up on all of the trends, so I could be very wrong about this, but. I like that not everything is so form-fitted. I know that crop tops are a big thing that I'm not super into for myself. I definitely, uh, I still have skinny jeans. I still like my skinny jeans. But I've gotten mm -hmm. other pairs of jeans that are not skinny jeans. Uh, I, I have worn mom jeans for longer than since I have been a mom. And I feel like now that they're in style with kids, it's like, oh, okay. It's acceptable. <laughs> so, so that trend is good, I guess. I will never, ever wear low-rise jeans again. Just thinking about mm. how they cut off the circulation to your hips. Yeah, those should have never happened. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I see those like trying to creep back, but mm -mm. they just shouldn't. Mm -mm. No. Low rise jeans and, and tiny sunglasses. I don't like either of those trends, any of those trends. No. no. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I think that probably the trends of like just having just uh, basics, like nicer basics, I guess, and like just minimalistic mm -hmm. too. Um, those are nice trends too, I guess. Classics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy for a woman to, as an adult, to embrace like the genderless clothing mm -hmm. because we can go, we can go both we ways go both more ways. easily, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it will be interesting to see how that evolves. But I mean, I don't shop, I don't look at like in-person stores too much, but I wonder if that's, you know, catching on to men as well yeah. or if stores are being organized in that way but now I feel like yeah definitely easier for women and there might be more of like a a stigma for probably straight men especially oh definitely around that. yeah yes patriarchy just is gotta... hard to dismantle yeah, <laughs> so just... it's it runs deep for sure yeah um but yeah it's like 
you know, we, we grew up as tomboys, right? As they call mm. it, tomboys. And we were just wearing boys' clothes. But, like, we were allowed to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like at that age and now also, for, to a large extent, like, if, if a boy wanted to wear, quote-unquote, girls' clothes, that would still not be as accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I consider that, that too that with my time. kids. Yeah. At that time, yeah. especially. And like now mm-hmm. still, even though, you know, and when you yeah. think about like the concept of dress codes and how many girls get dress coded, like in schools and in high school, it's just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, it's funny. This, this is supposed to be a frivolous episode on fashion, <laughs> but I feel like fashion <laughs> is so connected to, you know, it's a form of self-expression and mm-hmm. how you choose to use it is so connected to your like philosophies on other things too mm-hmm. you know and can be so connected to societal pressures and influences mm-hmm. too yeah yeah dang <laughs> yeah I remember a few years ago I was at I think Nordstrom or something and I saw this boy probably like a five-year-old boy and he was looking at clothes with his family and he was looking at the girls clothing mm-hmm. And there was this like pink shirt, this section of pink stuff. And he was like really just gravitating towards it. And I heard the father say, you can't wear that because it's pink and you're a boy. And I was just like, just like, oh, that's so. 2022. Yeah, it's such a narrow way of thinking. I mean, it was probably like the 20 teens, but still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like, you know, what are the family examples? Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. And what are the the real or perceived family pressures too. So, I mean, as a parent, um, what things or what practices do you deliberately or not enact or, or do around your kids to let them express themselves, but also, you know, be a good parent. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because being a younger sister myself and understanding like how hand me down, how hand me downs work when they come from like from boy hand me downs to a girl, Mm-hmm. And, and so that very much happens like with my, my kids. And so I think it's the, the hand-me-down thing is, is very interesting because by, you know, you, I wanted to use as many hand-me-downs as possible because kids grow out of clothes so fast. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to contribute to a lot of like waste and, and I don't want to buy a whole lot of things. And so I'm totally open to just taking hand-me-downs for people. And based off of what that person's sense of style is or their beliefs are for how their child should dress, you mm-hmm. inherit that to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. And so then to supplement what I have from other people with, okay, are there things that I want my kids to have available available to them that I don't mm-hmm. have, you know, in the, in these clothes? And so in a lot of cases, you know, having, having a boy and then having a girl, it's like tons of boy-centric clothes, right? Mm -hmm. And I have no hesitation in putting my daughter in those Mm -hmm. at all. Because a lot of times it's like, they're just there, they're clean, they fit. That's Those are the requirements. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of times where it's like, yeah, she very much looks like a boy. Like, people would assume that she's a boy. And they're babies. Like, that doesn't even matter, matter. you know? (laughs) But then you start thinking very, like, that it's interesting of how early gender perceptions and the way that somebody dresses affects how we treat them Mm -hmm. where it's like yes if somebody thought that she was a boy they might treat her differently than if they knew that she was a girl and and that's very weird um and so because like I encountered that too when I was a kid where I'd be wearing uh I remember distinctly skiing because you're covered Mm -hmm. head to toe and you have goggles on you know and I was wearing some hand-me-down ski suit it was all blue and somebody was like, oh, bro, you got to do this or whatever. And, and I like took off my goggles and he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were a girl. And it was like, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. doesn't matter. But, you know, having that accessibility for all of these boy gendered clothes for my daughter is nice. But you have to be a lot more conscious about providing that same flexibility when it goes the other way around. You know, and so it's mm-hmm. like, so I'm a lo- very active about thinking through like, okay, what are the clothes that maybe my son would be interested in wearing if he had exposure to them, mm-hmm. you know? And so, whereas I it's get so different because you don't shop in, or it's rare for people to shop in person right. too, with their kids nowadays, right. so you can't be like you're in Target and you 
to ask them what they want. Right. And so, <laughs> it, and it's kind of like, you know, and I might, I'll probably start doing that too because he is getting a little bit more aware. Like, he's always mm-hmm. been very aware of like clothes and he's very been very interested in it. But as far as like purchasing things that we don't have and having him pick out those things, then I think that's kind of the next step, right? Whereas mm-hmm. now it's kind of like I'm picking things so that he has a wide array of things to choose from and then he's picking within that. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think like having a girl it was really great because I got so many hand-me-downs that are girl-specific, mm-hmm. but they're big enough where they fit my son. And mm-hmm. so it's like giving him the opportunity of like, hey, th- these are all just within this size, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like I'll get a gift or something for my daughter and it'll be a dress and my son will open the bag and will be like super interested in it. And I'll be like, oh, do you want to try it on? And then he'll kind of sheepishly be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So it's also kind of funny that very, very early on, and even when you're given like complete freedom, like it's, it creeps up in you somehow. And so trying to, trying to drive that out (laughs) of just like, Mm -hmm. just feel like you are entitled to wear any color that you want, any design that you want. Mm -hmm. Gender has nothing to do with it. And even if it did, it doesn't matter, (laughs) you know? And so I think it's like, you know, you've given him a lot of clothes that read more feminine or in more feminine oh. colors, and he loves them. And so I think just, like, continuing to do that, of, like, just giving him more options, and then he can choose what he wants to wear. But in some cases, too, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to get something that's gender neutral for mm-hmm. him. I'm going to get something that reads as a girl's clothes, and he can wear that, too, if he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, is that the kids are so close in size because my daughter is so big. Mm-hmm that they kind of just wear the same clothes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and I like that flexibility and that sort of eclectic style of, like, they they should both really feel like they can wear whatever. My daughter, who's only one, is already showing preferences for certain mm. things. And so she'll go out and wear it. It's like, I'll try putting on a pair of red shoes. And she's like, mm-mm, doesn't want those. <laughs> she'll go and get the pink ones. It's like, okay, you go get yeah. those, you know? And, and so I think... Go dress yourself you know, then. A great, <laughs> yeah, then fine, fine. You're not going to wear the shoes that I picked? Then you just dress Bare yourself, foot. baby. <laughs> In, in great, yeah. Um, so my kids are just running around in, you know, underwear and diapers and just no shoes. <laughs> They're little animals. I think one of the good examples where, you know, my kids needed water shoes. Mm. So I let him pick. Like on, you know, I was like, pulled up my phone and I was like, what kind of shoes do you want? He's like, I want these ones. And I was like, okay, what color do you want? And he goes, pink. And so they picked the pink mm. ones. And I was like, okay. And then just to make sure that he was sure though, I was like, okay, great, we'll get those ones. Do you want another pair of another kind of shoe? And then he showed them, and he's like, no. And so that, and I was like, okay, yeah. that's all he wanted. But when I needed to buy shoes for both kids, I got a pair, though, that I thought was on the smaller side that was, like, mermaid print. Mm. And I got those intended for my daughter because it was the right size that I needed, and that was a print that was available, and it was like, these are cute. So I got those, and then I got another. I got a blue pair for my son because he already has a pair of pink ones. Mm. And so, so when I got them, though, he very much wanted to wear the mermaid mm. ones. And I was like, fine, go ahead and wear those. You know, that's mm. fine. And uh, so then when he was at the park wearing them, there was another girl who he plays with who got really jealous over his mermaid oh. shoes and they were fighting over the mermaid shoes. And so I'm like, look at that. He is setting trends <laughs> and making girls jealous. But yeah, it's great that he feels that sense of freedom and supported to just like, that we're not going to judge yeah. him. You know, that these are just clothes. They should just be clothes. Mm. <laughs> and so I think that it's nice when, you know, he does things like that or like when, you know, my husband takes him to a Target and he picks out like a nail painting kit. Mm. And, and so it's kind of like your experience, you know, of like you're in the store and this kid is gravitating towards something pink and his dad is actively shutting him down mm. and all of the stuff that comes with mm. that. And on the opposite side of it, of just like being able to walk into a store and the entire clothing aisle is your oyster Mm -hmm. you know where you can you can feel free to get anything wear anything that you want Mm -hmm. um because fashion doesn't have to be restrictive it shouldn't be be what you like what you're comfortable in right but to understand what you actually like Mm -hmm. you have to you know be free enough to think about like okay well do i like this because i like Mm -hmm. this or do i like it because this is what my friends are wearing Mm -hmm. or because this is what i think i should be wearing so you um, got to think like a three-year-old, no context at all. Just what do I like? What do I want to wear? <laughs> yeah, totally. That is why I dress the way that I dress now. <laughs> yes, it's manifested itself in my outfits for sure. Yeah. One thing I notice when I shop for kids clothes, like for you or my friends who have kids, 
that the girl stuff, just at Target, I'm guessing this is like store wide, the girl's clothing will be like slim cut or the shirts will kind mm-hmm. of taper in at the waist. Yep. Like, yep. like a two year old would have a waist and hips. I think that yep. is so That bizarre. you want to accentuate? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, so weird. Yeah. yeah. How we sexualize children in this society is super messed yeah. up. It's it's gross. And also, um, those clothes that are geared towards girls and that are smaller than those mm. that are geared towards boys are more expensive also. Mm. So the pink tax kicks in very early in life. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to find a pair of pants for a girl, good luck in the girl aisle. With like you want, they're gonna be skin tight. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna have any pockets. They're gonna fall apart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, buy boys' yeah. clothes. <laughs> buy they're just clothes. Just, just buy the clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it, and it's, so I think it's like when you start looking at children's sizes too, and then you start thinking about women's sizes mm-hmm. and just how like arbitrary they are. And how weird of a sizing system it is. And, like, what is that supposed to do? Like, like that drives buying behavior, at least for women. For children, it just makes it fucking confusing. Yeah. Where it's like, can you just tell me how many centimeters yeah, long this top is? Not the like, don't age need to know. sizes. Like, right, no, I, I right. know different two-year-olds, and they're not all this size. <laughs> yeah, like, my one-year-old is the size of a two average two-year-old. <laughs> so just tell me how big the shirt yeah. is. <laughs> like, don't, don't tell me how big my one-year-old yeah. should be. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ageist and it's sizist. It makes you start thinking about a lot of these things that you just sort of that just sort of exist as these systems, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, why why is a two two T the same size as a twelve month in some brands, and why is it the same size as a four T in others, mm-hmm. and why is a women's extra large in Asia? The same as a women's extra small <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> How are they trying to make me feel? <laughs> oh, <man>. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be interested to know from your perspective. How do you think my sense of style has changed over the course of my life? Mm. And I will tell you how I think yours oh. has changed. This is a... I haven't thought about it. This okay. is just something that I thought would be interesting yeah. to get somebody's perspective where it's like, you've seen me literally at every stage of my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think about this. This is taking the place of the compliments portion of the podcast. Yes. Just a yeah. evaluation. This might not be compliments. This is just well, evaluations. Yes. Um, yeah. This is just commentary. This isn't com- compliments. Yeah, just comment- <laughs> personal commentary on each other. Hmm. Well, definitely like in childhood, I remember you being more on the tomboyish side and it's Mm kind of clear where those influences come from. And then I think for a big portion of your life before you had kids, I feel like the way you dressed was very informed by where you worked, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, but still like your personal style was like you always know what fit your body type, you know, what haircut looked good on you. It wasn't really like. I could say she's conforming to something that's like trendy right now. It's just like, that's, that's Emily. And a lot of it reminds mm-hmm. you, I think probably a lot of influences from your mom too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, talk about hand-me-downs, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so much of my wardrobe for a long time. And then still today, mm-hmm. you know, it's hand-me-downs. Yeah. A lot of things that I get compliments on, it's like, oh, that's really nice. It's like, oh, it's from my mom. Yeah. And they're like, oh, really? It's like, you let your, it's like you trust your mom to pick out this. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like she She's is good at way that. more chic than I am. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's funny that you say, though, that like I, I, I wore things that fit my body well and like my hair suited me because I feel like when you're in it, you don't feel like mm. that. Like I felt like a lot of the times my clothes didn't fit well. But as you get older, I think you also figure out, like, what fits well mm-hmm. and what doesn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think nowadays with kids and probably a lot of working from home, I, I see you more of, like, a practical comfort dresser. Like a yeah. pawpaw. I'm a pawpaw. You're pawpaw yeah. inspired. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The other day I was meeting up with a friend and... Uh, I have stopped carrying like a purse too mm. because like I have a very tiny wallet mm. that just has like bare essentials and then like a phone and keys basically. And so I couldn't fit everything comfortably in my pockets though. And so I'm like, oh, well, I need to put this in something and I don't want to carry a purse. 
So I'm gonna put on a vest. <laughs> <laughs> and where it's like, oh, I'm gonna put on an oversized shirt with pockets in it. And it's like to stuff my tissues into and to stun <laughs> And the vest is floral, the oversized shirt is plaid, and you had leopard yes. print shoes. <laughs> Yes, and I didn't have a purse, but I had a rolly cart that I took <laughs> with me. Full of laundry and produce. <laughs> to carry my purchases, to carry my bok choy that I picked up at the market. Yes. <laughs> Full popo yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it though. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. You're perceptive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those three <laughs> stages. I mean... With that in mind, do you, do you see where your style may evolve or where you would want yeah, to go? Yeah, I think um, I think because I spend so much time inside and like in very comfortable clothes, that I feel like clothesless, <laughs> clothesless, nudist. That I feel like when I go, actually, I feel like I've been tracking the supply chain in my mind for a lot of different things, but I feel like it's kind of like converging, diverging, converging, <laughs> diverging. And, and where I am now, it's like I have, um, I have integrated work and life too much where I'm like, oh, there is no delineation between it. And I want some compartmentalization. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like I don't leave my house very mm. much. And so when I do go out, I feel like I should get like really dressed mm. up, you know. So maybe I shouldn't have given away all of my mm. business professional clothes because then it's like, oh, I should wear like a full suit when I go outside <laughs> for no reason at all. Just <laughs> because I'm out. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I am kind of toying with the idea of like when I go out, like I should just wear outlandish things. Mm. Because I have so few opportunities to wear things mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of other people yeah. that I should really just like play it up and I should really take advantage yeah. of it of like, but then, but then I'm so conflicted of just like, nope, I'm going to wear the same old slip on shoes. I'm going to wear the same old comfortable clothes because I am not going to give myself any time to get yeah. ready to go out as I did when I was a child. And so what can I put on in five minutes and I'm out the door? It can just be a mix of the things you already have that kind of turn into an outlandish, popo-ish outfit, you know? Yeah, so maybe I should just, like, wear lots more things Mm -hmm. when I go out. Two vests. I'll just wear all of the things. (laughs) I'm going to wear two vests. So at home, I only wear one vest. (laughs) When I go out, though, I'm going to wear two vests. I'm going to wear two oversized shirts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to wear leggings and a pair of shorts <laughs> over that <laughs> i'm gonna have two crossbody bags yeah, yeah. nice gonna be two money belts money yep. belts <laughs> yeah so um maybe i should start like doing full face makeup mm, when i go out too yeah. I think I want to treat it of like, yeah, that I'm playing a character. Yeah. Well, if you start doing makeup, you're going to have to give yourself a lot more time to get ready. <laughs> I know. I know. Whenever I have to get ready for an event, far and, you know, far and few between, and I actually do have to do makeup, I'm like, or I feel like I want to do makeup, I should clarify. It's always like, oh, shit, how do I do mm-hmm. this? Because <laughs> it's been so yeah. long that I cannot remember. Like, like where are those things what, in the house? What, yeah, where are those Where are those things? And are they expired and going to give me an eye infection? Or can I still use them? <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, that's that'll be that'll be the next thing. Mm. It's like, I'll, I'll just, I'll go in, like, full makeup, full evening gown to go buy groceries or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So. I support it. Do you want me to tell you my commentary on, on your... Yes. sense of fashion over the years yes. so i think uh i think early on you and i very very similar mm-hmm. and i think we're I, I felt like we started to diverge a little bit when we were probably like young like the tweens teen teenage because i felt like i was still very tomboyish um and whether that was a conscious decision or not by me but i think that was probably a result of me playing a lot of sports mm, too yeah. Um, but I think that you were a lot more fashion, quote unquote, fashionable, mm. I guess, uh, for a 12 year old, you know, yeah, <laughs> at, trendy at that point. Stuff. Yeah. Trendy. And that you would, you, it seemed like you made more conscious choices about what you wanted to mm. wear. Whereas I was still sort of living in the hand-me-downs, mm-hmm. you know, and I was fine with that. Um, and that, and, and so I think that it was kind of like at that age where I felt very much like you were going, you were becoming more fashionable. And then when you started modeling, mm. 
it's funny because you say that you felt like I would wear things where I knew that, oh, that fit my body well, or like, you know, it, it looked good. But I feel I didn't feel like that about myself. Mm. But I felt like when you were modeling, that it gave you an insight into what looked good on mm. you. Because you always, and I think one thing that's always come through, maybe not when we were children, because we were, you know, going to sleep in our clothes and waking up wrinkly and getting out the door five <laughs> minutes later. But, but since then, though, <laughs> since then, you have always looked very, very put together. So I would say that it's like, I read as very comfortable, very, very, to the extent of like, probably very sloppy in a lot of ways <laughs> but i'm okay with it but i'm okay with that you know whereas i feel like you have always been very put together mm. and very fashionable whereas your style has definitely evolved over the past i would say probably like five years where it is more about comfort mm. and things not as form-fitting mm. i think for both of us things not as form-fitting mm. Because, my goodness, when I look at things that I wore in high school and college, I'm like, whoo, I should have been dress-coded. Like, like, wow, that would have been distracting. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I can see how that was a distraction. But, yeah, that it was kind of like this mindset of that's the only thing that looks good Mm. is accentuating those parts of your body Mm. as opposed to, like, no, what looks good is, is like, feeling comfortable Mm. in your own skin. And so I think I've seen that kind of progression, too. I, I think that we we definitely are starting to meet both of our mothers like in the middle mm-hmm. of like our fashion is sort of blending mm-hmm. <laughs> too. I mean that is the highest compliment. Yeah. You know, sometimes but, like it's to emulate scary, them. But it's like, yeah, this is gonna yeah. this is was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I just recently cut my hair off, and <laughs> whenever I do that, it's like, well, here goes me looking exactly <laughs> like my mom again, and. I'm totally fine with that because she's a gorgeous woman, but it's very much just like, yeah, twins, (laughs) absolute twins. (laughs) So, but, but that's okay. But very different fashion sense still Mm -hmm. though, I I think so. Um, Because I dress like a child version of her. (laughs) Your fashion sense more, uh, is more close to her mother's fashion sense. (laughs) Yes. We are all, that's, that's really all roads lead to yeah, popo, right? That's true. All roads lead to yeah. Asian popo. Yeah, so, I feel like yeah. my next stage is once I get, um, I guess it would be a confidence thing. Once I become confident enough, I'm going to start embellishing myself in Indian jewelry because mm. that's, then I'll be like my mother and grandma. Native American yeah. jewelry. Native, Native American yeah. jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you said Indian jewelry at first, I, I had a very different image flash in my head versus what I thought you were talking about of Native American jewelry. <laughs> and now this is back more to like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I was like, I cannot, I, that, that makes sense. Yes. The Indian jewelry, I was like, I am excited <laughs> to see that new stage Ooh, for you, Kalia. Yeah. yeah, I fully, I fully encourage that. I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I think uh, the adornment piece mm-hmm. of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, peacock it out, man. When you go, when you leave the house, peacock yeah, it out. Yeah, that's just hard for me to grasp now because it's like, especially this time of year, it's like, it's hot. I don't want a, mm. you know, two pound piece of metal on my neck resting on my chest right now. But yeah, save that for the winter. Yeah, maybe it'll yeah. be winter, Kalia. We'll see. Yeah, winter Kalia is going to be heavily bejeweled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excited for that. Yeah. A Christmas tree indeed. <laughs> All right, so next for you is going to be heavy, heavy jewelry. And then next for me is going to be evening gowns out, just <laughs> casual shopping. <laughs> I'm going to break out my wedding dress again because I like to try it on occasionally. So I'm just going to I'm just going to get all dolled yeah. up. Got nowhere to go. <laughs> you, yeah. got, you, you have yeah. the grocery store to go to. That's where you're going. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll stop ordering grocery <laughs> delivery just so I have an excuse to go out in an evening gown or my old wedding dress to buy groceries. Yeah. And then I'll film that and then we'll put it on the Instagram. Okay. Yeah. This is the type of fun content that we can <laughs> that we can generate. Oh, uh, all right. So those are our plans. Yeah. And that's probably a good way to wrap so, it for this yeah, week. Moral of the topic, it's fashion, but it should really just be whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want. It's just clothing. Yeah. It's just clothing, just clothing or hair or and makeup just or jewelry. Humans. We're just we're just uh, birds trying to embellish our nests and ourselves with weird bags of skin to and bones trying somebody. to adorn ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
just, oh God, this is a, this is a weird spiral to end We should it. end right now. We're just, just, bye. Yes. We're just, we're just bags of flesh and bone shoving ourselves into bags of cotton and polyester. <laughs> we're just Mr. Potato Heads adorn, adorning ourselves with jewelry and painting our faces. Remember, <laughs> at the end of the day, without all of this, we're just russet potatoes. <laughs> at the end of the day, when you remove your baubles and your adornments and you remove the face paint, we're just <laughs> Roasted potatoes. <laughs> so, oh. that doesn't make you feel like none of this matters, and I, I don't know what else will. I don't know how else to really convey the fact that nothing, nothing matters. matters. <laughs> and on that note, we'll play the outro. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Double Cuzzies, where we're cousins and friends, but most importantly, we're family. Bye. Bye.